Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Cal's episode 529, coming to you on the 14th of November, 2023. And yes, yes, it is the first full day. Well, I guess the first full episode the day after I got back from Texacon. In case you didn't know, the Texcon went from the 9th to the 12th. It was down in Waco, Texas. And uh, we had a couple hundred people there. Uh, Very informative. Uh, Very much worth my time. All right. What's unique about those dates is right sandwiched in the middle of there was Veterans Day. So as a veteran, uh, I was glad to be there and participate Uh, I missed out on my free lunch at Texas Roadhouse, but that's okay. Texas Roadhouse has done me very well over the years, and I'm happy to spend my money there. Uh, I guess that's enough of a free commercial for Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) That was not my intent, not my intent. Um, So I wanted to tell you, uh, if you'll bear with me, I got the uh, creepy cruds at the moment. (sighs) Lighten up that throat. All right, so the folks over at the Texas Nationalist Movement are two-thirds of the way of achieving their goal. And, of course, I should say they were two-thirds of the way on Sunday of achieving their goal. They needed 100,000 signatures, roughly, in order to achieve ballot access for the vote on the next primary. Now, I will say, well, actually, before I get there, I just want to say I'm really excited about this. I I think this is a great thing to be so close, have plenty of time, and all they got to do is gather some more signatures. Now, to be clear, and this is something that I think a lot of people uh, have some concerns about, maybe even rightful concerns, this is not the vote to declare independence. No, no, this is only the signatures that are required in order to get the Republican Party to agree to put the question on the primary ballot, which would be essentially an opinion poll of Republican voters. Now, I prefer to look at it as more than that. Yes, I I think it's much more than that. I think it is a referendum of sorts on the abuse the overreach, and the unnecessary actions on the part of the federal government. That, that's what I think. I mean, you, we could simplify it to just an opinion poll, but it's going to be a yes or no answer. But again, I want to reiterate, they're two-thirds of the way there with like three weeks left. This is, this is exciting stuff. I, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic. Now, the question I have is, how do I message this, right? I, I've been talking about this on my own, right? I, I, I don't necessarily take direction from the folks over at TNM. I love them. I think they're doing a great job and they have an important issue they're working on. The idea that Texas could and should be a nation once again is something near and dear to my heart. But how do we, how do we put that to the we the people out there? especially the we, the people out there that can't seem to wrap their head around the idea that we're a semi-independent sovereign state and we need to act like it. 
and they want to bow over and just kiss the ground anytime a court issues an opinion or you know a fe- you know any fed says anything indeed it's extremely frustrating when you run across people that are elected officials at the state level and they immediately defer that well well the fed said this a federal court thought this yeah okay well that's fine but federal laws they're not always supreme regardless of the supremacy clause they're only supreme in so far as that they act in accordance of the Constitution. When they go outside of the authorization of the Constitution, beyond the realm of those delegated powers, they're fraudulent. They're wrong. They need to be ignored. And that's just not me saying this. There are constitutional scholars. They're, they're constitutional activists. There's historians. They all get this. It's only the modern people that seem to have a challenge with this. It's, it's only the current crop of mm, government school graduates that can't seem to wrap their head around their minds or wrap their heads around the idea and in their minds that government is not supreme. The government is not king, God, and creator of all. That indeed our rights came from our creator, not from government. In fact, government is supposed to secure those and protect those for you, but instead... Like most governments, over time, they usurp them, they take them, they abuse them, and they dismiss you. So we want our voice to be heard, right? We want a voice in what is happening. Now, hypothetically speaking, this question, no matter how it might be proposed, somewhere along the lines of, should Texas look at being an independent nation once again? Yes or no? So I've talked about this a little bit in the past, and I I feel like it's absolutely necessary to revisit this now. If you answer yes, you're telling our state legislature, hey, guys, we want you to look at how what's going to be involved here with separating from the union. Now, the first thing you're going to hear is Texas v. White. But interestingly enough, Texas v. White, while that may or may not be the controlling opinion here, does allow for separation of one state from the union. The union has to agree with that. So you can't be unilateral, according to this court opinion, that you could argue is done under duress, but that's neither here nor there. But the interesting thing is, nowhere in the Constitution does it say you can't leave. It doesn't outline the process like it did with Brexit, right? If you want to leave the EU, this is the process you have to take. That's not really there. Regardless of what a court's opinion is, it's up to them to enforce it. And that's where it gets dicey, interesting, entertaining. So let me ask you, what exactly do you think is going to happen? So let's say 51% to 65% of Republicans show up at the ballot and they say, yes, we want Texas to look at being an independent nation once again. What happens? Well, let me tell you what happens. Absolutely nothing. That's right. Our state representatives, our state senators, our governor would have to put legislation forward. They'd have to devise a way on a properly set up an appropriate separation. So the way I would suggest you think about this is we're hiring a lawyer to seek terms for divorce. Right? You're you're telling your spouse, in this case an abusive, philandering spouse who stole your money on top of it, that hey, 
uh, this is not working out anymore. I want to leave. And I'm going to talk to a lawyer about a divorce. Now, as a Christian, you may know that this is not something that I support. This is not something that I would go along with being a great option in a marital divorce, right? The man and woman together that want to separate. But I think we would all agree if the man or the woman is abusing their spouse physically or stealing from their spouse or their family or, or worse yet, cheating and uh, being with other people and putting them first, they've kind of voided their marriage contract. They've, they've kind of voided that covenant that they created with that other person. They're not worthy of still being married to that other person, right? So there is a Christian concept here where we can wrap our heads around what's going on here. And it's only the people out there that, I don't know, can't see past this or refuse to see it. And they're going to trot out Romans 13. What I would say to you is, yes. And so long as the government is obeying God and submitting to God first, then we should listen to that government. But clearly, this government seems to think they have replaced God and that everything that they say can and should be obeyed without question immediately. I didn't agree to that. In the United States, unlike a lot of other nations in this world, we created a constitution first. That constitution created a federal government. That federal government only acts upon or is supposed to act upon the items, the powers that were delegated to it. Instead, it... (laughs) trying to think of how I want to say this. It fails to do the most basic things that it should be doing as directed under the Constitution and usurps other powers that it was never granted, tramples the rights of others that are underneath it, and quite frankly, is doing all the things it ought not be doing and failing to do the things that it should be doing. Lest you think I'm blaming this solely upon the current administration, I will just say to you, no, this has been the case for the better part of a century and or 1.2 centuries, maybe. Now, one could argue the very first president violated the Constitution. And if not the Constitution directly, certainly the spirit of the Constitution. Now, you could forgive that action. You you could overlook it as a one-off because he went back and did a very nice job. His successors uh, were less uh, behaved, maybe, or maybe equally restrained. And it wasn't until we got to the great tyrant that subjugated one half of the country And then justified all of his behavior because he didn't want them to go away. And it wasn't until they put a military dictatorship in place and subjugated those states under the boot of an abusive tyranny that they agreed to legal changes under duress. We shouldn't be bound by things that were done under duress, but apparently that doesn't matter. Almost all those changes, good, bad, or otherwise, ought to be null and void. In fact, I I could almost stipulate that anything that's happened since about 1860 ought to be null and void because the entire nation's been under duress in one way or another since at least 1913. And if that doesn't make sense to you, perhaps you need to go study your history. 
Again, I'm not looking necessarily to justify my position. I think my position's fully justifiable. If anything, I think that the subjugation and the abusive behavior of the federal government is the problem here, and they ought to be looking to justify it, and they ought to be put on the defense so that when people like myself bring forth the logical conclusion that this is not a good union, we are no longer benefiting from this union. As a matter of fact, we are losing in this union. As a matter of fact, we are abused, cheated on, and we have our... (laughs) Our stuff stolen. What other option do we have? What else can we do? Now, I don't know how you sell that. I'm not sure what the correct course of action is to explain this to we the people in such a way that they can wrap their head around the idea of this. All we're saying is, look, these people are being way out of line. They need to be reined in. And this is an appropriate action. That was Hearst threatened by, that's right, those Yankee states, right? Oh, did you not know that? Yeah, you should go look up your history book again. Because prior to 1858, at least twice before, the Yankee states proposed leaving because they didn't get their way. Again, I'm not looking to justify what they did or didn't do. All I would say is the other states were compelled to cut a deal to keep them on board. We don't want to lose you. It's too, it's too close to the War of 1812. There's, there's too many other things going on. We need to stick together. Better we hang together because fairly, surely we will hang separately, right? Benjamin Franklin said something similar to that. The whole idea. So here's the idea. We're going to get a vote. It's going to happen. The verbiage is going to become extremely important because as we know and as we have seen, they write the language on the ballots to craft the answer that they want. The writers are smart. They abuse the language to get the outcome that they desire. But we the people have to be smarter. We the people have to know what's going on. We the people have to go in with a basic understanding of what it is that the question is asked actually asking for. Therein lies the rub. There's the challenge, right? So what I'm going to suggest to you right now, regardless of what anybody says or whatever the question might be, the simplest way to explain this is, do you think the United States is a happy home? If not, should Texas look at going independent? Or if you don't like that, if it's too wordy for you, should Texas look to separate itself from an abusive situation? Oh, you think that's too forward? Okay. Should Texas assert its sovereignty and once again, become an independent nation. I'm not sure how they're going to word it. Quite frankly, that'll be part of the fun, right? Or or you could be a little more edgy and say, do we need a national divorce? I'm sure some of you have heard that before, whether it was Tom Woods or uh, 
Hmm. I'm trying. I think it was Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green, MTG, right? Asked the question, and I, I think it's a valid question. Now, divorces, you don't enter them lightly. You don't just decide one day, well, I'm I'm walking. Now, people do that. It's disgusting, but it happens. So what do we need to look at? You need to understand there is no equal justice. You need to understand they don't care about us. In fact, one might say that that's probably the best way to encapsulize all of this. DC doesn't care about us. I heard a a meme or whatever, dump DC. I saw that a few years ago. Uh, I, I thought it was fun. It was pithy. The, the whole idea, just dump DC, right? It's like a bad relationship. We're going to dump you. Okay, I mean, I, I'm open to any and all option. And again, it's a vote to we the people in the Republican primary. So I don't know if that means the Democrats are going to come over and vote with us or not. But even they have got to be tired of the abuse from a group of people that we have zero control over, zero say in what they do. Interestingly enough, we had a guy who was one of the leaders or the creators, if you will, of CalExit. Now, he's definitely on the other side of the political spectrum of me. Well, maybe not as far off from me, but the the average person at the TexitCon, he, he was definitely on the other side of that political spectrum. Not a bad guy. Very nice guy. Smart guy. Had a good, intelligent conversation with him and my buddy Carlos. And he just said, look, I mean, I'm a liberal, but I completely see this stuff. They they prosecute certain people and don't prosecute other people. They enforce some laws. They don't enforce other laws. They punish or allow for punishment of various things. They, they don't handle things in an appropriate manner. It's clear. Now, he may theoretically, and I'm speaking for him for just a second, he may actually agree with some of the things that are being done, but he recognizes the way they're being done is not right. And I got to give guy credit for that. I mean, it's hard enough for people on my team to understand that sometimes while you might personally enjoy what's happening in that other situation, that it's still wrong. One of the examples he brought up is the idea that other states are dumping their homeless on California. Now, I'll say this. California did incentivize that to some degree. The feds did incentivize that to some degree. And the other states took advantage. That's not fair to California. I think he was saying that California loses uh, 25 cents on the dollar. Maybe it's more than that. If I was in California and I was left to center, I'd be pretty hopping mad too. And and for those of you that want to take a moment and pause here, what happens to the rest of these United States if Texas goes one way and California goes the other? Well, you'd still maintain some form of balance in D.C. for what's left. You you would still have opportunities to kind of fight things out in a somewhat fair battle because California and Texas kind of balance each other out, electorally speaking. It's an interesting thought. Okay, while we're on this topic, let me 
let me just say, I've, I've been open about the idea. Well, if we go, maybe Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, follow us. Now, we all like to make fun of the, our neighboring states, right? There's the old joke about the Aggies moving to Oklahoma and improving the average G or <laughs> wow, the average IQ of both states. <laughs> I mean, look, it's all it's all fun and games. And then there's well, why hasn't Louisiana fallen off into the uh, or fallen off into the uh, Gulf of Mexico? Well, because Arkansas sucks so bad or so much. I mean, look, I folks, I. I'm sorry, I can't even get my own punchline. Uh, the, the allergy medication gave me a nice sinus infection, which is made for a lovely day, let me tell you. So that's why my voice kind of sounds rough, and I'm, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to try and get two episodes done tonight, because I quite frankly don't know I'm going to be up for it on Wednesday. But there, there's something that we want to keep in mind here, and it's probably not my place to say, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little inside information here. I had somebody come pay me a visit while I was down at Texacon who drove down from Oklahoma. And I got to tell you, I was surprised and thrilled to death that somebody would drive down from Oklahoma to hear about what's going on with Texas. <laughs> the guy says to me, hey, man, I, I came down to see you and uh, I want to know what can we do to help you guys from Oklahoma? And I'm, I'm like, I'm not on the TNM leadership here, buddy. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm uber impressed that you would drive down seven hours to come see us. This is awesome. And I'm glad you want to help. So, I mean, it was a little awkward. I'm not going to ask the guy for money. I'm not going to you know, tell him you need to do this, that, and the other thing. But then he mentioned, well, is there anything we could maybe do in, in the party or with the law? I thought about it for a minute and I said, uh, well, you know, what would be kind of cool is see if you can get put on your platform, something along the lines of if Texas gains independence or seeks independence, Oklahoma should follow. Now I got to tell you, the guy loved that idea. <laughs> I love that idea. I mean, if you want to stir the pot, just get a couple other states to follow suit. So if anybody's listening to me over in Louisiana or Arkansas, uh, forgive my joking at your expense, but I mean, if you want to stir the pot with us, please jump in. Go go to your uh, conventions. Put forth the idea that, hey, if uh, Texas declares independence, we're going to do it too. We're going to go confederate with, oh, that's a bad word. Oh, I just walked right into that, didn't I? <laughs> we're going to go coalition with the independent Republic of Texas. You know, we're going to become the Republic of Oklahoma, the Republic of Arkansas, the Republic of Louisiana, and we're going to <clears throat> form a coalition with the Republic of Texas. I mean, now it gets interesting here. I'm just saying, I, I don't know if anything's going to happen, but I'm, I'm certain I have at least more than one listener in each of those two states. If you're in slightly involved politically, go to your precinct uh, convention. Put in that for a platform plank. If Texas should declare independence, our state should follow. I mean, look, it'll probably get shot down. Not going to lie. 
Uh, if you're fortunate enough to do it similarly to how we do in Texas, go to your Senate district convention and push it again. If it gets passed there, maybe it makes it to the state. And at your state convention, I got to be honest, they're going to probably kill it. But just the fact that it got there will make news. Just the fact that they're considering it will raise eyebrows. And honestly, it only helps us here in Texas. We love it, man. Bad press is good press. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it works for all those uh, trashy celebrities, why wouldn't it work for a very good political movement, right? And, and to be clear, the Texas nationalist movement is just that. Everything I've ever seen or heard from these guys is, hey, we want to vote. We want to become an independent nation. I don't hear them advocating for your theocracy. In fact, I'm fairly certain I heard somebody over the weekend say, adamantly, we do not want a theocracy. I know that's a big concern. There's there's a heavy Protestant preference uh, within the state of Texas, as it is right now. But we love our Catholic brethren, our Orthodox brethren. We, ha- we have nothing but, you know, affinity for other Christians of other variations. And contrary to popular belief, we don't hate you if you're not of our faith. You know what? We get along just fine with everyone else. My county party, we've got a couple of Muslims. We've got a couple of Hindus. You know what? They're wonderful people. I'm happy to talk to them and work with them. Does that mean all of them? No. But the ones that are here, I mean, I've had nothing but good relationships with them. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some of the stuff that's tolerated is really no worse than the worst of the stuff that happens from our side of the aisle. It's not the same, but it's a similar vein. we got to police our own first and foremost. And to be clear, that's just me speaking. Because in case you forgot, the show is called According to Callus. I am not on the leadership of TNM. I don't speak for TNM. I'm happy to cheerlead for them and encourage them and to some degree do anything else I can to help them. But they do not ask me to speak for them and I do not speak for them. I was happy to participate and put in my two cents when they asked me. So please do not hold them responsible for anything I might say if it should upset you or bother you. But the reality is, whether we're fans of the pluralistic society we live in today, it's the reality. It's pluralistic. We got to deal with it. We got to work with people. We got to remember that we're at least nominally on the same team in the extent that we want an independent Texas. We want to be free. We want to break off the federal yoke of abuse. I don't think we're asking for too much. I don't think we're out of line. Last thing, what can you do? So you really have three things you can do. The TNM is doing everything they can to make their make their goal. I'm not going to lie, they could probably use some of your money. If you go to tnm.me, follow the links, I'll give you an opportunity. Hey, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever suits your purpose, go there. If you haven't already signed the Texas First Pledge, if you're a candidate, go check it out. 
If you're not a candidate and you can't donate, there is an opportunity for you to sign on the call for a vote asking the legislature to consider going down the road of independent Texas. Keep in mind, the goal is to get the vote. And the vote is to tell the legislature that you, legislature, ought to look at how can we go about getting our independence once again. We, the people, we don't get to make that decision. We don't get to change the laws. That's what our representatives do. That's what our state senators do. We're merely telling them, we want you to look into this. So one of those three things, you can give money, you can sign up to help, or you can sign the petition. And then if you're a candidate, sign the Texas First Pledge. Now, you may have heard me talk about the idea of Texas First before. Yeah, I don't own that. I don't know if anybody's got it trademarked. Quite frankly, I don't care. The whole premise behind Texas First is everything that we do in the state of Texas needs to be looked through and at under the lens of, does this benefit Texas? Does this benefit the people of Texas? Is this better for Texas in the long run? Does this help for Texas independence or Texas sovereignty? This is base level, bare minimum stuff that we ought to be doing every day as we're functioning. And we need to remind our state reps and our state senators that they work for us. And this is what we want. This is what needs to happen. It shouldn't be a challenge and it certainly shouldn't be controversial. Let's get on it. With that, this has been According to Callus. As I say, everything on this show is my opinion. That's why it's named that way. And one last thing before you go, do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe to this program. If you're feeling particularly motivated, you can even rate and review this program. I'm at the social media. I've got a page and a group on Facebook. I visit Gab. I visit MeWe. I have my show still on YouTube, as far as I know. And maybe, just maybe, I'll find a way to get over to Rumble. And until then... I will see you on the other side.